Hello and welcome to our podcast series, Our Work Lab, the 15-minute break. So Our Work Lab, it's uh, conversations between a business executive and a medical doctor um, that lasts no more than 15 minutes because I guess this is the patience that everyone has these days to, to find information which is informative and helpful. And the business executive is you, Amit. Thank you for being there. You are global strategy leader at IBM in, in the area of talent transformation consulting and also the founder of CityMonk and Project Transformation with over 15 plus years of experience in helping people and talent learn how to transform. You have worked in London, New York, Singapore, and now in Zurich. And the two global initiatives that I mentioned before, they are designed to help leaders connect and experience their, as you call it, inner superpower. So um, really happy to have you on today, Amit. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, again, and... and Krithinanda, you're obviously a medical doctor, um, an internist that specialized in psychosomatic medicine. Um, and I'll ask you what that means <laughs> as a non-doctor. Um, and you help people with personal transformation, mental health. Um, you're a researcher in contemplative sciences and a developer of digital mindfulness tools. Again, I'll ask you what that means. <laughs> Um, more with, I guess these are, it's fascinating, even working at IBM, there's all these job titles, which are new and upcoming. So I want to learn more about what you're doing there and how you're really helping people. Um, the thing that I really like about your background is you're mirroring and, and kind of putting together, you know, what comes in from a medical perspective and also what's coming in from an internal perspective and, and, and building the energetic as well as the medical aspects together and helping people and moving that along. Sounds like an interesting mix, business and medical. Now let's see where that takes us to. So um, yeah, just because you mentioned about psychosomatic medicine, it basically has to do with, you know, bodily symptoms where maybe we cannot really find a reason for. And the reason might lie a little bit deeper in the psyche, but it basically expresses through the body. So it's all, um, you can say, under, in a way, mental health. And uh, yeah, that's what I love to do in my free so time. So you can help everyone with their back problems and their neck problems, which are more or less occur in every office around the world. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's true. That's that that's a rising. It's a rising problem. The same way is stress. So today we actually want to talk about mental health and stress at the workplace. And um, yeah, I've seen some numbers recently, which are in a bit worrying. It's uh, that. Actually, one out of eight live with a mental health condition, accordingly to the WHO. And uh, at the workplace now, specifically talking, one out of four actually meet the criteria for a clinical relevant, you know, symptom of depression or um, anxiety. So why do you think there is such a jump in mental health? Because the jump is definitely there. It's a generally increase of around 13% uh, a year. So... What what do you think? Where, why is now mental health a problem? I guess so. From my experience, it's um, you know COVID or just jump started these things. So these were things that were there. They were symptoms. We we didn't really know how to deal with them. So if I look at it from my personal perspective, um, you know, I I kind of had my escape routes or escape kind of patterns of when I was stressed on, on how to deal with those things. So I never really knew exactly what to do to deal with the stress head on, but it was almost something to, you know, as a, as a what would I 
try and uh, say it was almost something that you could do to to kind of move away from that feeling so it wasn't something that I would almost say okay this is what I need to do when I feel stressed how do I understand myself how do I prioritize prioritize this how do I do that it was like okay I'm stressed I'm gonna go to the pub I'm gonna have a couple of beers um, when you come back whatever you were stressed because of is the situation is the same and I think this is one situation which would be great to get your advice from a medical perspective of, you know, what can we do? What are the, the three things that we can do to deal better with stress? Because I'd, I'd love to hear that from you. Um, I guess slowly since, you know, since my own inward journey, I've now started to see what are my, um, you know, what are the situations that make me stressed? And then being able to dive deeper around, you know, why is that situation making me feel that way? And then being able to deal with those situations in a much better way. So that's really helped me from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what's, what's kind of your thoughts there? Yeah, I think that's that what you mentioned is, is definitely the first and most important bit, bit is the awareness that, uh, yes, I'm stressed. I, I feel stress. And you also mentioned it already uh, to identify the cause of stress. It can be different for me than for you. Everyone has a different threshold. Um, so it's important that everyone gets to know what is it exactly, you know, that stresses me out. Is it basically just the agenda is too fully packed or am I worried about the future? Do I have existential fear? So, um, stress source can be very different individually. So everyone needs to find out their own and also to know about the own, I call it the stress reaction, you know, as uh, some people react, which is getting, you know, uh, in a way annoyed or short, uh, they don't want, uh, you, you know, to, to socialize anymore. They just want to be alone. Uh, they get grumpy. Other people just, you know, feel it more physically, a heartbeat, sweating, whatever. So also the stress reaction, which per se is completely normal, is a physiological reaction because it allows us, you know, to, to mobilize energy for the task at hand, for the challenge that we need to meet. But obviously, if it's chronic stress, and this is what uh, what we are experiencing today and what has uh, led to the mental health issues as well, chronic stress is that what is really, uh, you know, detrimental. So it's important to know how do I react when I'm stressed and am I aware that I'm stressed? And, and I think that's, said, that's the most important thing is, is, I guess when you look at everyone, again, going back to my experience, when I look at everyone and if everyone is stressed, you almost just feel it's part and parcel of life. Yeah. And at that point, you don't really go into figuring out how do I overcome this? Because you look around and you're like, well, everyone's stress is part of life. And this is what I hear all the time. It's just part and seems parcel of life. Be, it seems yeah. to be normal to be, to be stressed. But the thing is, yes, it is normal for a short period of time, you know, like in, in the stone age when, you know, when we had the mammoth in front of the cave, yes, that was stress for some minutes and we had to run. But now we're constantly stressed because we have constantly our phones on. We're constantly away. Constantly connected to something. Yes. Yeah. So this is the difference. So yes, stress is normal, but not the chronic stress that we are experiencing. So, so we're connected to everything, but not connected to ourselves. Yes, in a way. So it's important to, to understand that, that, yes, this is what stresses me specifically and this is how I react to stress and a very important bit uh, is also to understand that it's not the stress which is per se like dangerous to to our health it's if the perception of it if I think or if I'm aware that I'm stressed but I also think that this stress is unhealthy this is the point where stress really you know, becomes a kind of... Uh, this is, so this was the interesting thing that I was going to ask you about is that, you know, depending on the organization that you work for, 
some organizations are great at doing stress awareness or stress programs. Now, this might make you laugh, but what if you're too stressed with your workload to even join these awareness programs? So what would be your kind of, you know, easy steps? These are the three things to do. Mm, yeah, you're right. It's a vicious circle in the end. We can't even uh, address uh, address the, the elephant. Because we're too stressed you know. to get unstressed. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I keep seeing as well. And going back to my own experience of people are there to help you. Uh, and I guess post-COVID, it's, it's more and more, you know, it's more and more open. People can be open with themselves that this is what I'm going through. It's more, um, there's more empathy around that from a, from a workplace situation than I've ever seen in my life. But what you're still seeing is these numbers are rising. So I guess something is not working. And what I tend to see is that, you know, organizations are doing a great job doing awareness programs. There's not that many people that attend the program based on what you'd see within mm. the organization from a stress level perspective. So we're almost too stressed to turn up to awareness sessions to understand how to control our stress. Mm. Yeah, it's true. It's like uh, 75% are actually of employees are experiencing moderate to high stress. Uh, so it's, it's, it's what you're saying is basically the majority. Um, so I think it, it's, it's a good step, you know, that, that organizations are offering that. Uh, this definitely needs to be addressed. Um, I think it's important to, to, to realize that yourself first. It comes back to what I said before, to be aware that actually, um, yes, I am stressed. This stresses me and this is how I react. So it has a lot to do with, uh, with awareness, with with. Yeah, as you mentioned it once, being connected to oneself. I think that's what you also mentioned yeah. with your inward journey, that this was the turning point for you as well. So maybe you can uh, tell a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So I guess the from that perspective, it was, you know, when, when I look around, um, there was a, a period of my career where I was working nearly between 17, 90 hours a week. I was frequently mm. traveling internationally, um, I was always stressed, but I never really understood why I was in that situation because everyone around me was more or less in the same circumstances. But I know that I would, you know, have more um, nicer meals because it was always like a treat. So mm. it's it's always things which are unhealthy you for you. Yeah, you kind of compensate mm. for that void. I would go out and drink a little bit more, go to like nicer, fancier places but it was never to really understand, okay, why is this situation happening? And it's just mm. a vicious cycle, more mm. or less like a pattern the way I started to see it in my life. As I, you know, worked from country to country, then I slowly started to see, well, you know, I can be in London and this happens. I can be in New York and this happens. So it's different people, different environment, but the same pattern. Mm. And it took me a long, long time to slowly start to get, you know, used to that and even more conscious to it. So what helped you then? Um, I guess being more... What I slowly started to realize is I was just fed up with these patterns. Mm. So I slowly started to realize, and that took a long, long time to find out there were patterns in my life. And it was just the same patterns of, of kind of pain and, and anger and stress. So do you think you need to come to that saturation point in, in order to really change? I guess everyone I guess everyone would have their own way or own method, even when they're talking through this. Like people mm. can can go through their own you know, their own kind of behavior patterns and then feel that, you know, is there something here that I'm, I'm building up? Mm. And what we generally do, or again, from my own experience, and this is what I had done, is I would just keep running. So when I was involved in situations which were uncomfortable for me, um, situations where I couldn't express myself, it was easier for me to run. And then it was easier for me to go have a couple of beers with my friends, go and go to a club, 
or travel for a you know for a for a business meeting anything like that just to get away mm. but again i never really did anything to change the situational scenario so the the turning point is is in a way to want to get out of that cycle you you would once you're conscious say, of it yeah i guess that's mm. what everyone wants to do we want to break away from this but i think what we're saying is that people are, don't know how to break out of these cycles or they're not conscious mm. they're in a cycle so what can we do there well, what did you do <laughs> What did I do? Um, funny enough, I actually started meditating. <laughs> Something I used to ridicule. Um, but it was a great way of me to, you know, connect beyond what what was happening physically or, or in the external world. Mm. So it was the ability for me to connect to my inner world because I had never paid attention to anything in my inner world. Mm. Um, and when I started connecting to my inner world, these patterns became more and more. I was conscious to these patterns mm. I was conscious to the way I was running away from things. I was mm. conscious to the way I was, you know, treating myself. Mm. Um, and, and knowing you for a couple of years, that kind of more than a couple of years that actually kick-started your transformation journey. It's a journey that we both share and I completely agree. You need to find the way to connect to yourself. I think that that would also be in a way the message that we want to share today is that find your way to connect to yourself, whatever that means to you, to connect to your heart. We are enough in the mind. We are all, all working, you know, from the mind. The mind is needed when we need to take decisions. We analyze, we criticize. Uh, whatever we do with the mind is because it's needed. But there is also, you know, there should come a point of time or in the day when we slightly, you know, can switch off the mind and be more connected to the heart, do what we love to do, even if it's just for 10, 15 minutes, that time everyone can fit in and else it kind of needs to be planned and put in the agenda. But it's yeah. really, really important to really, you know, connect to yourself. For you, it can be meditation. For someone else, it can be, you know, going for a walk or just, you know, closing the eyes and just enjoying the the sun, the evening sun. I think that's what it needs to be, right? Again, from, from experience and what I've shared with others is just do something consciously where you're present and where you're able to connect yourself. And I guess this would be the major takeaway from from this series or from this podcast is see what patterns are working, be more conscious about, you know, your habits or your energy drainers um, or whatever is stressing you. And then just try to connect yourself internally and see what are the root causes of some of those challenges, whether it be going for a walk, listening to some silent music. Um, there's loads of meditations out there that you could try. Um, anything that connects you to yourself. And we can also share the one that we tried is tried and tested and it really works. So you'll find the link under this episode and looking forward to the next one because the 15 minutes are over. Thanks, Amit. Thank you. Bye-bye.